Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 249. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. November is here. The world is crazy. The weather is getting colder. And it all feels kind of dark. But we can handle it. We can handle it. So, take three deep breaths. Do it with me wherever you are right now. Come on, try it. We all need it. Take three deep breaths. You ready? We can handle it if we stay frosty. And now more than ever, if we stay vigilant. Because, again, these stories recede so quickly. Uh, a family at its breakfast table at one of the kibbutzes. And by the way, the profound irony of attacks on kibbutzes, the very people who most ardently believe and want a future of peace between Israelis and Palestinians, a future of two states. Uh, a family of four, a young boy and girl, six and eight years old, and their parents around the breakfast table. The father, his eye gouged out in front of his kids. The mother's breast cut off. The girl's foot amputated. The boy's fingers cut off before they were executed. And then their executioners sat down and had a meal. That's what this society is dealing with. And no nation could tolerate that. And as we've said repeatedly, as President Biden has repeatedly made clear, Israel has not only the right, but the obligation to defend itself and to try to take every possible step to make sure this doesn't happen again. This is why Hamas must be destroyed. Not just for Israel, but for the entire world. Ever since I lived through combat, every time a new war starts and the bombs begin to drop and the bullets begin to fly, the first thing I think about is how many kids are inevitably going to die and be wounded for life. That's what I've been thinking about a lot when I close my eyes and go to bed each night. And that's what a lot of you have been thinking too. It's what a lot of people around the world have been thinking about. They've been thinking about their children. They've been thinking about their loved ones. They've been thinking about the people close to them. And they've been thinking about the people suffering. It's a terrible situation in so many parts of the world right now. And especially in Gaza. And it's almost certainly guaranteed to get worse. And for the innocent civilians caught in the middle of the chaos, whether it's in Gaza or in Ukraine or anywhere else in the world, the stakes couldn't be higher. And the stakes are high almost everywhere in the world right now including many places that people aren't really paying attention to. Reuters has a new article out that outlines why the State Department may need snowshoes for a new diplomatic footprint in the Arctic Norway. Yeah, the U.S. is opening its northernmost diplomatic station in Arctic Norway, 
Secretary of State Blinken announced the opening of the station in Tromso, Norway, back in June as a way for the U.S. to have a diplomatic footprint above the Arctic Circle. They called it a presence post, and the station is not going to offer consular services, probably because there aren't too many people in the Arctic. It'll have one diplomat whose work will focus on business outreach, science, and the Arctic Council, a polar body comprising of eight Arctic states of Russia, the U.S., Canada, Finland, Norway, Iceland, Sweden, and Denmark. The U.S. post will be, quote, non-military, and it's supposed to be, quote, for cooperation, for a peaceful, scientific-based diplomacy. The reality is that one cold day soon, the Arctic may be the next place we're talking about U.S. troops being involved. Because U.S. troops are spread all around the world. And in the Middle East, they are still under attack almost daily. U.S. troops have now experienced a total of 27 separate attacks from Iranian-based proxies just since October 17th. 16 of them in Iraq and 11 in Syria. And more are deploying to the Middle East. You may not have seen this. Most Americans probably didn't. But the Pentagon announced an additional 300 troops to CENTCOM from home stations in the U.S., these new troops are supposed to provide capabilities in explosive ordnance disposal, communications, and other kinds of logistical support. So the troops that we've got out there are at the ready, more are on the way, and there aren't just cold spots you should keep an eye on, but hot spots. Past guest, friend of the show, and combat journalist Nolan Peterson had a story that almost nobody covered, where he noted there was a skirmish on the border between India and Pakistan with mortars and machine gun fire. Just what we needed in the middle of all this, two countries with nukes that hate each other, India and Pakistan, getting into a little skirmish. Everywhere you look, the world is on fire. And should this sky be filled with fire and smoke, keep watching over during sun. Feels like the world is burning all over. And don't forget about one of the hottest fires of all in Ukraine. Putin is sure hoping we will, but we can't, especially here in America. <laughs> The Ukrainian media company Visegrad 24 posted a picture of some Ukrainian soldiers in a Ukrainian flag with a simple message. Don't forget about Ukraine. They posted it just as the world's attention continued to intensify on Gaza. Don't forget about Ukraine. Because this week, the U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin guaranteed, quote-unquote, that without U.S. support, Russia and Putin will succeed in Ukraine. Something we've known for many, many months now, but a reality we haven't had to face in Congress until now. Because the new Speaker of the House, Congressman Mike Johnson, has rejected President Biden's $106 billion initiative, which included significant aid for Ukraine. So we cannot 
in the midst of all these other fires, forget about Ukraine. Vladimir Putin is sure hoping we will, but we cannot, especially here in America, because we can make a difference. The Institute for the Study of War is reporting that a HIMARS strike on October 26 destroyed an entire Russian battalion of the 121st Motorized Rifle Regiment, with over 100 Russian troops lost or wounded in the strike. It's a massive loss for the Russians and shows the huge impact that American weapons can have on the battlefield in Ukraine. American support is making the difference. We have to help keep Ukraine in the fight and make sure that Congress funds the fight, which is more critical now than ever before. Slava Ukraine. As the military fires continue around the globe, the political fires here in America and in Washington, D.C. and in our Congress are getting even hotter. And the race for president continues to intensify. And in news that will surprise no one, former Vice President Mike Pence is out. Now, if there's one thing Mike Pence has always been good at, it's judging which way the political winds are blowing. And opportunistically positioning himself in response. Pence knows that Trump's now a lock for the Republican nomination. And he's getting the hell out of the way so he can minimize his own damage and politically survive to fight another day. Because he knows that there are fights coming in Washington, but one of them is not going to be for who becomes the eventual nominee from the Republican Party. Trump has got it by a mile. And now, Ron DeSantis has fallen so far down that he's tied with Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina. Haley has now pulled even with DeSantis for second place behind Donald Trump in the latest Iowa poll, being propelled by support from independent caucus goers, which sounds about right. Nikki Haley's had some good showings in recent Republican debates, and Ron DeSantis has continued to fall. He's also just full of shit. And I think that independents most of all value independence, of course, but authenticity. Who's going to keep it real? Who's someone who will stand for something? Who's someone who will fight? And I think the reality is most objective independents consider Nikki Haley to be that person, at least the best among the worst, or at least one of the best among the bad, and definitely better than Ron DeSantis. So even in the Republican primary, independents are going to be critical because independents are the future. But speaking of Republicans, their house is on fire in all kinds of ways. And Senator Redneck, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville, continues the obstruction of our military promotions. And now the negative impacts are really starting to kick in in serious ways. The top Marine Corps general is now in the hospital following a cardiac arrest Sunday, the Marine Corps announced. Marine Corps General Eric Smith is in the hospital. And because of Tommy Tuberville's refusal to authorize promotions, there is no assistant commandant prepared to assume the command. And Smith had basically been driven into the ground. He was simultaneously the assistant commandant and the acting commandant. 
And he said in the report he was sleeping approximately five hours a night because the demands of holding the two top jobs in the Marine Corps were so severe. And it's not like those five hours were restful because you know that man's working on the highest priority missions that the Marine Corps has, including keeping an eye out for all our Marines who are in embassies in places like Israel and around the world. Turns out running leaders into the ground is bad for our national security. And the damage from Senator Redneck's radical holds on military promotions continues to expand. And our enemies are celebrating. And I join Nicole Wallace on MSNBC's Deadline White House for my weekly visit to talk about it today. Person doing the jobs of two, um, not minor or unimportant people at once, but two vitally important positions at once. All the chickens are coming home to roost. The things we've been talking about for months Mm -hmm. together, Nicole, are now coming to fruition in a worst case scenario where we've got troops in conflict. Right. Mm -hmm. The the commandant of the Marine Corps has been run into the ground. That's what's happening. Literally. Literally. Like, right. Imagine if you had to host two shows every day and and your family had to endure that. That's what these folks have to. But I guess the difference is is no one lives or dies if I have to hold host two uh, shows uh, at uh, once. hundred percent. But the workload and the stress right. and the impact on your family. I ask everybody watching to imagine doing two jobs mm-hmm. at, at, with the highest stakes possible at a time when Marines are also on at embassies around the globe. Mm-hmm. When we had 37 attacks and counting on U.S. troops mm-hmm. in Syria and, and, and in Iraq. And we've got 300 more headed to the Middle East now. So this is happening at a time when Putin is grateful. Hamas loves this. Tuberville is doing the work of our enemies. He's undermining our national security and he's not backing down. So an off-ramp is unlikely. What the Democrats and Republicans, I hope, can do is figure out a way to run him over. He's a political extremist. He's kind of like a political suicide bomber. You can't negotiate with a terrorist. He's not going to back down. The question is, what do the Democrats and I hope the Republicans, too, do to steamroll him? Because he's not going to move. The world is on fire. And we don't need Tuberville throwing gas on the flames. And because he's such an epic asshole, he has earned every right to this song until further notice in every episode and every time I get a chance. If only because it's appropriate and if only because maybe it'll give you a smile. So hit it, Chris. I drive really slow in the ultra fast lane while people behind me are going But there is breaking news. The dam is finally breaking within the Senate when it comes to Tuberville and his radical, ridiculous, reckless shenanigans. Check this out. The military has a huge readiness and retention problem. These holds are not helping. As I mentioned, I'm a senior colonel in the Marines. Many of the one-star and two-star who are being held right now are in my peer group. I've known these men and women for 30 years. There is growing bitterness within the ranks of our military driven by this fact. And I want people to understand this. The men and women in the military who've served our country so well for decades, probably the most combat experienced generation since World War II, have made huge sacrifices multiple deployments, and now their careers are being punished over a policy dispute they had nothing to do with and no power to resolve. That's what's happening right now. And the idea that some of these officers are supposedly woke or desk jockeys, 
It's ridiculous. These are some of the most combat experienced generals and admirals we've ever had in our country. That's Alaska Republican Senator Dan Sullivan, who's also a Marine Corps veteran himself. So it's about damn time somebody in the Senate really took it to Tuberville. And it's a United States Marine Corps veteran and fellow Republican Dan Sullivan. With now other Republicans who've served in uniform like South Carolina's Lindsey Graham and Iowa's Joni Ernst finally swarming in too. So the pressure, especially from fellow Republicans, is working. And Tuberville is feeling it, finally. Because when the fire is the hottest, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. Because in times like this, as they said in The Handmaid's Tale, you can't let the bastards get you down. Or we can't let the assholes get us down. We can be the helpers. We can be the firefighters. We can be the light in the darkness for each other, for our country, and for the children. When times are the scariest, we can be the help for each other, especially now. And never forget, you can be the helper that people need. Always look for the helpers. There, were, there will always be helpers. You know, even just on the sidelines. If you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. Remember that if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling disrupted, if you're feeling helpless. Remember that kids are looking to us for guidance, especially now. They are looking for us to be helpers. And speaking of helpers, people who've helped us bring the fire, our Patreon members are helpers. And you can join our Patreon community and support this show for as little as five bucks a month. You'll get ad-free episodes, bonus content, and early releases. And you'll also help support content like this that brought the news about Tommy Tuberville months ahead of the rest of the media. We were telling you about this. We were warning you about this. And that was possible because of the helpers in our Patreon community. And for five bucks, that's not a bad deal, right? That's like half a beer in some cities. And a big shout out to our newest member of the Patreon community, Scott McCoy. Helpers like Scott McCoy are helping keep the independent Americans and righteous media engine running. And be sure to join Scott and others and check out independentamericans.us for the latest news, content, merch, videos, and more. Now, I had a great guest lined up from inside Israel, but the no shit is that that person is now deep in the fight and unavailable and unreachable on phone. But I am going to continue to bring you excellent guests in the days and weeks to come. We will continue to adapt, improvise, and overcome, and bring hope, which is what I had to do after Halloween, because I, excuse me, ate way too much candy. Now, times out there are as serious as it gets. The fires are no joke. But that doesn't mean we can't have a little fun, too. The Ukrainian people have shown us that, especially if you see their spirit inside their bunkers on the front lines when they're trying to lift the spirits of kids. And kids especially deserve to have fun, all kids, everywhere. 
And there's no day more dedicated to kids having fun than Halloween. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Now, if you're a regular listener of this show, you know that me and my family love Halloween. And we love it so much that we did it twice this year. Yes, we didn't have one costume reveal. We had two. First, because it started with 85 degrees and sun on Friday. After school, there was a school parade, and we went full-on Mario Brothers. My big guy was Mario, my little guy was Luigi, my wife was Princess Peach, and I was the Bowser, Bowser himself. You can check our social media for pictures and documentation and proof. Then, we went from Nintendo to Sega, and from 85 degrees to 55 degrees, and we did Sonic the Hedgehog and Friends. My amazing wife was Sonic, my little son was Tails, my big son was Knuckles, and I was Dr. Eggman himself which was a blow-up costume that was really hot and uncomfortable and much better when it was 55 degrees than when it was 85 degrees. But Halloween might just be my favorite holiday. The generosity, the creativity, the mystery, the surprise, especially here in New York City. Because almost everybody, of all backgrounds and religions, participates in Halloween and finds joy. It's a celebration of kids and fun and a uniquely unifying and welcoming time when almost everybody feels comfortable knocking on the door of the home of a stranger and sharing a little bit of joy with others. Halloween is great, but Halloween on a Tuesday kind of feels like the longest Halloween ever. Started on Friday, went through the weekend, and ended on Tuesday. It was super fun, but whew. But in the midst of all this chaos, it was a nice break, a good time, and I hope you and yours were able to enjoy it in some way. If you want to share your costumes or holiday decorations on social media and add the hashtag Independent Americans, I will see it, I will celebrate it, and I will elevate it. I'll send you some virtual candy. And if you want some more content candy, every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, continue to check me out on a new weekly segment on News Nation with Colin McShane. I join him in their new New York studios, and we focus on national security, vets issues, political stuff. We've been diving deep into Israel and, of course, Ukraine. And I will always post the most recent show in the show notes, and you can find it on our website and social media. And also, look for me on Deadline White House on MSNBC on Wednesdays right after that, between the 4 and 6 o'clock hour with Nicole Wallace. I've also been doing the Joy Reid show from time to time on MSNBC. I've been doing the Stephanie Rule show also on MSNBC, occasionally occasionally popping up on CNN, and regularly joining our friend Tavis Smiley on KBLA Radio and KBLA.com. With national security and politics colliding like never before, I'm going to try to bring this message of independent positivity and analysis anywhere that I can. And it might disrupt our podcast scheduling a little bit, but keep checking for new updates. Be sure to subscribe, and I will keep bringing the light to contrast the heat. As the fires burn and flare all around the globe, We've all got questions about what the future holds. For us, 
for our kids, for the world. It's a time when it feels like there are so many more questions than answers. But one thing is for sure, the future will be full of independence because independents are the future. And we are not alone in our independence. And especially now in times like this, I want you and everyone listening to know you are not alone. America might be more divided than ever. It might feel like your senses and your heart are under attack, but at least here at Independent Americans and Righteous Media, we're fighting to change that, to add light, to contrast, to heat, and find ways to bring people together. So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling politically homeless especially, if you're among the 50% of Americans who are independent, this is your show. But even if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're in Israel, if you're in Gaza, if you're in Ukraine, if you're in Russia, wherever you are, you are welcome here. All are welcome. I invite you to join us and be a part of the solution. Because our independent movement is hope for the future. Country over party, people over politics, light over heat. I hope you enjoyed this episode and all of our recent episodes. If you did, please share it far and wide. Give it to a friend who needs a little hope, inspiration, perspective, analysis, especially in times like this. Invite others to declare their independence. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And it's one we've got to pay, especially right now. We've got to share that hope, the hope that's the oxygen of democracy. Because you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant. And we're all in this together, this whole thing together. Stop the hate and be a helper. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening, especially in times like this. Down with Hamas. Down with Putin. Slava Ukraine. And stay vigilant, America. We started with three deep breaths. Let's end with three. Come on. More breathing never hurts. Stay vigilant, America. Media.